This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, including our other podcasts, Anthology and Tower Junkies, over at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. And you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And once again, uh, just at the top here, this episode is sponsored by Horror Movie Yearbook and the Midwest uh, podcast network uh, you can find their work at hm yearbook on twitter and at horrormovieyearbook.com and also if you are in indianapolis shocktober in Irving- irvington wow shocktober in irvington tickets are now on sale for the early bird price of $6, Shocktober in Irvington is a one-night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers. We raffle off prizes, host Q&As with the filmmakers after each screening, and uh, just have a really great time. And this year, we're, go- we're going to have a cash bar sponsored by Geeking in Indiana, so that's exciting. Find more information at shocktoberinirvington.com and buy the tickets there, please. Um, that would be awesome of you. So, uh, today on the podcast, making her third appearance on yes. the podcast yeah. is my friend Kirsten Leister. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Welcome to my podcast, Matt. It's not Thank your you pod- so much not, for joining me. It's not- um, the people have spoken. You steal one blanket and suddenly you get let it all go to your head. In my defense, it's a nice blanket. It is a very nice blanket. It is. It's very cozy. A Christmas gift from my mother. To me. So, no, not to you. You've, you've never really met my mom, have you? I have never met your mother. Wow. Okay. Gotta keep it and whose fault is that? I don't know. I guess I could have introduced you at Shocktober last year. So this went weird. So. <laughs> <laughs> this went sideways real fast. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm glad to so be yeah, back. You're Thank back. you for having me back on. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming back on. Uh, we this is it's probably been like a month since you were on something like that. Yeah, yeah. close close to that. Yeah, and uh, so this this week what we're doing on the podcast is Kirsten and I have seen a handful of movies in the intervening no intermediate intermediate no inter in- intravenous intravi- intravenous. <laughs> In the ensuing time, I don't know. Uh, we've seen several movies since she was last on. I, I have no idea uh, what you were trying to say. Me talk real good one day. Huh. Um, today is not that day. Not today. So yeah, it has been about a month since you've been on. Uh, we last talked about Skyscraper. Oh, it's been a yeah. little bit less than a month. Yeah, we still have to do our Dwayne Johnson yes. watch. Yes. That um, would be a lot of fun. I think absolutely. we should do that. Absolutely. I really fun. do think so, too. Yeah. Um, it's just, the same movie, just with different that. settings. Yeah. Um, we like. I don't know. Have I, I'm sure I've told you about this, but we did on the podcast in the early days of Summer of Sandler. Hmm. Um, I have heard. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about which this. never gonna watch another Adam Sandler movie again. But uh, unless we do Summer of Sandler Part Five. But anyway, Jesus. Christ. Um, I know. Yeah, it uh, it was bad. But yeah, we'll have to do something similar to that with The Rock. Hmm. Um. Uh, I don't know. I like the the filmmaker Michael Mann. 
Um, I've wanted to do a, since we did a summer of Sandler, I wanted to do a Michael Mann retrospective just because I wanted to name it the fall of man, but, uh, we haven't gotten that worked out yet. That's real good. I know. Thank you. Now anyone listening can take that idea and run with it. Well, I've said it before. It's already, it's, it's technically trademarked or copyright. Is it technically? Technically, yeah. Technically, is it? CopyrightObsessiveViewer.com. Boom. I don't think you can just Done. say copyright and yes, something is like, copywritten. It's like when you like declare bankruptcy. You can just shout, I declare bankruptcy. Well, as long as you don't say it and you <laughs> declare it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we have seen <laughs> several movies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any news that we can uh, can go over but I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Mm. Although I will say that last time you were on, I made the, uh, I, I purposely released it as quickly as I could because I knew that it was, I felt like it was time sensitive because we were talking about oh, the yeah. James Gunn yeah. stuff. And it's kind of shocking that um, here we are almost a month later and, it wasn't time sensitive because he's still fired. Like they haven't reversed yeah. that or anything. I I don't think they're going to. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I will say one thing that popped up in my Facebook memories is mm-hmm. um, it's been four years since Robin Williams passed. I yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. So yes, that uh, sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's still yeah. like I, I don't get too attached <clears throat> to celebrities, <clears throat> and and we you and I have kind of talked about this before right it there are those people who whenever a celebrity dies they make a big deal like like yeah like uh that one scene from the office yes where, Smokey Robinson yeah dies. and he's like oh the smoke man yeah. oh. and he's like and, she, and Pam is like name one other song of his right. just name one and he can't Ryan can't do it yeah and people like that exist in real life yeah and oh, it just, yeah. it's just it's just irritating it's I've I'm not above saying that I have hidden people on Facebook yeah. specifically because they constantly yeah. post like that but, stuff, but I, I will I mean, say that was yeah. one that kind of hit me pretty hard. Yeah, because you actually met him in real life. One I did. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it wasn't because of that. I mean, I grew up, you know, watching Robin Williams right, films, right, and right. he made me want to be funny. Nice. Um, so that it hurt, but yeah, I did get to meet him one time when I was in college. I took a mm-hmm. spring term trip to New York. I was a theater major, mm-hmm. um, so we stayed for a week in a hostel in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And as part of the package um, that we paid for, we got to see several different uh, plays and musicals on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So one of the shows that we saw was uh, "Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo" okay. by Rajiv Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we chose that show specifically because we were doing a Rajiv Joseph piece later oh, wow. in our season. Okay. Um, so we wanted to see one of his pieces. Um, and Robin Williams starred as the tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a phenomenal performance. He, nice. I mean, the show was great, but he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was horribly hungover that day. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, I, it was, I was kind of. St- tight on money it was like mm-hmm. i could barely afford to go on the trip to begin with so i was right. like i'm just gonna not spend any money when i get to new york and sure. i'll eat air and <laughs> and uh uh try and save all my money that way well i had friends who like like oh come on we'll go out we'll, we'll buy you drinks it's like well, i'll go out one night and we went to um this 
uh, gay club called mm-hmm. the Posh Club. Okay. And we had so much fun. We danced all night, and I got to hang out in the VIP section, and Uh-oh. and these guys were buying me drinks all night, and I was like, I, I have stuff to do tomorrow. I can't keep <laughs> drinking. And they were like, but you're in New York. And I was like, I am in New York. More shots. And I, I got I got so, so, like, probably the drunkest I've ever been. Wow. Um, and I turned to my friend Ashley at one point, and I was like, I have to go. And she was like, okay, I'll call a cab. And so we, we get home, and I'm sleeping in the bathroom, and I, mm-hmm. I, I got sick, and she slept with me. It was she mm-hmm. was very, very nice to me nice. when I was at my most disgusting moment. Mm-hmm. So the next day I woke up and I was I was so hungover. I slept the entire day. I ate like half a bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, riding the subway to the theater was torture. Oh, God. I, I took a shower like right before we left. Mm-hmm. This was I mean, the show was at like seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was like around, uh, you know, five thirty or so. And I threw up in the shower <laughs> and I will admit that. Wow. I was it was horrible. And and I was like, I don't want to go see this show. <laughs> but I had to because I already paid for the ticket and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't miss an opportunity to see Robin Williams perform yeah. live. Oh yeah. And so I went, but I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> um but it was a really good show. And then after the show, I just wanted to go back. But we had we had two rules. Mm-hmm. Um you couldn't leave the island. Okay. And you couldn't travel alone. Oh, yeah. So everyone else wanted to stay and see Robin Williams, and we got to wait and see if Robin Williams will come out. And Mm -hmm. I'm hungover as shit, Mm -hmm. miserable, dehydrated. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) Robin Williams is not going to just come out and start taking pictures and kissing babies. And and then Robin Williams came out, like, immediately after the show. Nice. Um, I think he was, like, still in costume, and and he, Mm -hmm. you know, was... Very generous. Nice. Um, signing autographs and everything. I didn't have anything with me, and I, mm. I just, I just um, shook his hand and I said, "Robin Williams." I was like, "Hey, it's you, nice. big fan. Thanks." And he's like, "Oh, thanks." And I was like, "I gotta go. I'm hungover." And he was <laughs> like, "That's okay. I'm hungover too." And I was like, "Hey, Robin Williams." So that's my story. Um, nice. But yeah, I've, I've, I've always was. I mean, I'm sure everyone was a huge fan of Robin oh, Williams. Yeah. He's just one of those guys who. Um, you, you you can't not like him right. or his work. Yeah. Like you can you can at least I mean you can you can say like, oh I don't really like Robin Williams, he's not my kind of kind of kind of performer. Really? Because I've never met someone who has I, said that. I never have. I'm saying that just in case someone listening, but you would have to still respect him for mm-hmm. what he did. Yeah, uh and yeah. the and how talented he was. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I remember <coughs> I remember when that happened as yeah, well. Yeah. Devastating. Um, <laughs> Millions died. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. Anyway. What happened? Um, I remember four years ago, uh, I actually remember like finding out that Robin Williams died. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird because we were recording the podcast. We were about to record the podcast. And it was me, Tiny, and then Mike was Skyping in. But Mike's brother, Kevin, was coming over to record with us. It was actually... I think it was one of the Summer Sandler episodes, actually, mm. uh, oddly enough. Mm. And at the time, we were recording at my brother's house. And uh, it was weird because Kevin came in and he was just like, oh, hey, Robin Williams is dead. It's just like... Very oh, casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole... That was yeah, yeah, it's one of those... Everyone remembers where they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like 9-11 and mm-hmm. when Robin Williams died. Right. And that's it. Yeah. That's... that's uh, Other than that, I don't remember where I am. I, where am I yeah. right now? Who could oh. say? I don't know. Well, we can't say um, just just to you know make sure that I'm protected as a world-renowned no. podcaster. Oh, you do have a stalker, so I do. <laughs> 
she's probably mm. listening. But she already knows where you live. I, so. <laughs> well, what are you worried about? I, just, I, just, I might have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So we've seen some movies. We have. <laughs> let's talk about them. Um, yeah, so let's see. Oh, your garbage disposal's possessed. It is. I was. That's oddly enough. That reminds me. So you threw up in the shower, but did you throw up in any sinks or no, anything? No, not this time. No. Yeah. It's just you know something you do. One time. One time. After I was forced. You to were take not forced. Shots. Oh my god. <laughs> you were in no way forced. Do not. Say I was that. in every way forced. <laughs> no, you weren't. That was what? What was that? Whiskey. That was it. Was whiskey on on top of vodka on top of wine? Yes. And I said that's not a good idea. But you still took the shots. I did not coerce under you. Under duress? You. No, you were not under duress. And then you got up and puked in my sink. In my defense, I made it to the sink. You did make it to the sink, but you were so drunk. I was trying to tell you to get the rubber like stopper out yeah, of I it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and like I you tried. Couldn't do- so I had because the because the water was piling up and everything. So I had to stick my hand into the submerge my hand into the sink and pull that out for you. Why you keep the stopper in all the time? With, it's it was beyond me. Well, I actually you're supposed are you supposed to take it out? It's not like the stopper stopper. It's like the the little, uh, I don't know. Well, how do you, how do you, what do you, I will always keep it in. Why? I don't know. No one does that. Really? Yeah. By that, I mean the little uh, filter thingy. The rubber, like, filter thing that is in the... In Look, the let's move on, anyway, shall we? Anyway, <laughs> um, the point is, I submerged my hand into water that was filled with your vomit. You should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you dare try to say that I coerced you or forced you to do something you did not want to do. I didn't want to take shots. You did, though. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, you did take the shots, though. But I didn't want to. That's Well, the you should have said no, I then. I said I didn't want to. No, you didn't. You yeah. said, oh, that's a bad idea. And then you took the shots. And then I took more shots than you. I didn't w- yeah, yeah, I'm like half your size, you, though. You are, but just saying. And it was good. It was like It was like scotch. It was like... It was good stuff. I'm 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 not really one to drink that, but being around you, I just wanted to be even more inebriated because you're a lot to deal with. Hmm. Anyway, so we've I'm seen a fucking delight. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh, so yeah, so there is talk now after um, your last appearance on the podcast of doing an obsessive viewer group outing to your show. That is oh, opening next weekend. No pressure. Yes. So I haven't bought my ticket yet, but my question is, because I, like I like to do this uh, whenever you have a show, what day would you like me to go to it? Well, I got the, I, hold on, I, I had the show dates. There we go. Um, let's see. Uh, well, probably not opening night, because we'll probably be finding our footing. Sure. You know, and probably not closing night. Mm-hmm. Um. We have, I mean, we have two shows at 7.30. 7.30 is probably a good time to come. Okay. 
Um, so we have a, a show on uh, August 19th and a show on August 23rd that are both at 7.30. Other than okay. that, we, we have a 4.30 matinee. And matinees are usually kind of dead. So it's yeah. never, it's, you know, usually not the best performance. And we have mm-hmm. a 9 o'clock show, but that's, you know, a late show. You never know what you're going to get. So Right. So, so you pro- said, when, what days? August 19th and the 23rd. We have 7.30 shows. Okay. So August, either of those would be good. Okay. August 19th at 7.30? Yes, the Pope walks into a bar, Father Ned, for yes. the Indie Fringe Theater Festival. Sweet. I'm putting that in my calendar now. So And you should too. You should too. So yeah, so <laughs> the August nineteenth, seven thirty showing or performance? Performance. Per- yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Screening. <laughs> well no. <laughs> no, no. Uh the I'm just gonna put Kirsten's play. Okay. Okay, so I will be there. If you are gonna be there. If you're listening and you're going to be there, let me know and we can we can coordinate and stuff. I'll I'll be there. Yeah, well, it'll it's not fun. all about you. Be, well, it kind of is. Well, this this one time it is about, about me. Yeah, well, you know. Anyway, it'll be fun. Yeah, August nineteenth. Yeah. Yes, seven thirty. Seven thirty. Super excited. Uh, that is a Sunday, so that'll be fun. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, all right, we've got everything out of the way. Um. Let's talk about movies. Okay, great. Okay, so we have seen, I believe, four movies in the last month or so. Okay. Um, we've also actually seen some other movies that we haven't talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to really just one movie we haven't really Well, a couple of them, actually, because we haven't Make talked about your, that. I can't help mind. it. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a couple of the old ones, or I'm going to bring up a couple of the old ones. Um because we're probably not going to have a lot to talk about since it's been a while. But yeah. uh, the first one is, uh, I just had it here, Isle of Dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been a while. It has been a while. We saw that on, uh, April, oh, shit, April 14th, really? Wow. Um, yeah, so what do you um, think? Yeah, I liked it. Um, uh, Wes Anderson mm-hmm. um, always has very imaginative um and uh just very interesting films yeah um they're always very visually like stunning yeah movies. oh absolutely uh, like nothing is accidental right in his films um i really liked isle of dogs it was a great cast uh-huh um like uh brian cranston, brian cranston was in it um ed norton uh um other people other people names. as well um, yeah it was yeah it was really good mm-hmm. um I know that there was a bit of controversy. Yeah, about the, the uh, kind out. of whitewashing yeah. or the depiction the, 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 of the portrayal. Yeah, of um, Asian culture. Yeah, um, in the film, and you know, with not being Asian myself, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to say whether it was accurate or right. not. Um, I, uh, I, I honestly didn't have a problem with it, but but uh, then yeah. again, it's it's it would be difficult for me to say. Right. And I'm the same way. Like I, I didn't have, I didn't find any issues with it, but it's also not my culture or anything. Yeah. So I, it's, it's not anything that resonated with mm-hmm. me in any way. But the actual story of it is, I mean, it was, it was a pretty unique movie because yeah. I, like with Wes Anderson movies, I, I definitely have to be in the mood for it. Mm. Like I have to be in a very specific mood. Sure. 
And every time we saw the trailer for it, I kind of thought like, oh, that could be that could be okay. But it also, I, I wanted to see it because I thought it looked yeah. so whimsical, and that's you know. Fair. And it was. I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. It's funny because like every time we'd see it, you'd you'd be like, oh, I I, I want to see that movie. And then I would like in my head, I don't know if I ever actually vocalized this, but I was like, it seems like it's the most Wes Andersy, Wes Anderson, Wes Wes Andersy. <laughs> that's an adjective. Wes Andersony, <laughs> Wes Anderson movie. Like ever, um, and that kind of felt like I, I wasn't too into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we saw it, I actually enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit. It yeah. was um, it was charming, and I, I just liked the uh, connection between you know the dog characters the, and the human the, characters. The, yeah, the boy, the boy, and his search for his exactly. dog, and, which is always a good way to kind of yeah, get me a, yeah hooked on a movie. Yeah, it's a classic story. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's a brief, brief. Uh, review of Isle of yeah. Dogs, but we both liked it. Yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about is Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, now we watched The Incredibles. We did. Was it the day before? The day of? I think. Or the week before? It was, um, we, we saw it recently, like, um, not long before we went and saw the second one. Yeah, let me actually check, uh, looking on yeah. Letterboxd, by the way, follow me on Letterboxd, then... Uh, obsessive viewer. We watched the, oh yeah, we watched the Incredibles on the 23rd, uh, June 23rd, and then we saw Incredibles 2 on the, on June 30th. So, okay. it was about a week, week before. Okay, yeah. Um, um we, we actually watched the Incredibles the same day we watched A Wrinkle in Time. So that, we must have oh, watched yeah. that after we recorded. Did it? Did we? I don't remember the timeline. I don't know either. But anyway. But, um, yeah, it was yeah. good. Uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't, I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one. Same here. I don't know. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is one one sequence that I thought was absolutely incredible. That yeah. was Elastigirl. The train. The train sequence. Yeah, that, that was good. Was, that was just so cool. Yeah, and like the motorcycle she had, mm-hmm. and the way it, the way that it was used yeah. alongside her powers was just yeah. really cool. Very, yeah, very imaginative. Absolutely. Um, and it was kind of a different take on, you know, the the superhero family because yeah. the father stayed at home, the mother, mm-hmm. you know, went out and, and did the work, and it was it was interesting. Um, and it was good, and there were lots of new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was for me, it was it was kind of meh. As a Same sequel, here. yeah. As a standalone movie, it was it was okay. Yeah. but but I had, um, so, I had I'll admit I had really high expectations. Yeah, that's true. That's because true. Because The Incredibles I did as well. is, is one of the best Pixar films. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's ever been made. You oh, know? yeah. Um, and it was good. Uh, I was shocked that uh, those those weird strobe effects that they use. Yeah. Apparently, so they they didn't have any warnings at first, and right. so people you know started you know you know complaining online like right. hey you know there's no war and, and some of the scenes were like a minute full of oh yeah black and white strobe strobe effects and it's absolutely it's like well why would you think that that would be okay to show without any type of warning right. that's crazy and i mean it was pr- it was it was it was excessive like yeah. i mean it visually it looked it looked amazing if i'm being honest but like the fact that so many like as you think a pixar movie Hundreds of people work on that. Yeah, like yeah. No, no one, one was thought, like, "Hey guys, yeah." Hey, uh, it, it, it makes me think of. Um, I've, I've been thinking so much about Pokemon lately. Oh yes, because I'm because I'm replaying uh, Pokemon Game Boy games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I remember being a kid mm-hmm. and hearing about the whole Electric Soldier Porygon 
fiasco. It was it was bef- I think it was before um, Pokemon even came to America. It was when it was still like um, just showing in in Japan. Okay, but there's an episode where it has like excessive strobe effects like that, and oh, hundreds yeah. of children that's right had, who had no history of epilepsy had had seizures and had to be hospitalized. Jeez. And the episode was pulled, and it was never aired again, and it mm. never made it to America. Apparently, wow. I think I read somewhere that like the American voice actors said that they they um, dubbed the episode. Oh, but really? it's but it's never been released in America. Right. Um, wow. But uh, but it made me think of that, and it's like, how could you, you know? Like produce that, yeah, and not think that you know it, it. Not think that it would be dangerous, right? Absolutely. Um, it's funny. This is a small tangent, and it's it's more just a stupid anecdote. But um, it's funny because, like, uh, as part of my job, I took a course for a. I took a course. You know what course it was. I'm, I don't want to say it or anything for condition of anonymity. Sure. But, like it was like uh, all about like you know customer service and like helping unruly customers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like one part of it was, um, like it was supposed to like teach like oh how to be you know more sympathetic toward unruly customers and stuff like that. And like part of it was uh, like actually defining the word empathy. Mm. Like it was part of the actual course was like empathy means this and stuff. And I was like. That's so weird because, like, I'm a pretty empathetic person, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't understand, like, why, like, how I could wonder, you not? Yeah, how just is know this, and have it? And yeah, why is this a thing that is like needs to be defined? Because then, there are a lot of sociopaths, exactly, who work for our company. Yes, yes, especially in a certain department that moved to the fourth floor and is sitting on my couch. Don't you talk about finance like that? That's not what I meant. I, I didn't mean that. Anyway. anyway. <clears throat> Hang on. Okay. Gotta get comfortable. Okay. Since you took yeah. my blanket. Um, it was offered. So, what? It was offered. Uh, it was a gift. Uh, no. And I accepted. Oh, it was a gift from my mom to me. Anyway, I'm we're not having this. I'm taking it with me when I leave. No, you're not. Please don't take my blanket. It's a very fluffy blanket. Please don't take my blanket. So, what else have we watched? Okay, so we also watched... Um, uh, let's let's go into the to the more recent ones. He had a singular vision of kindness and love. Love is at the root of everything. All learning, all relationships, love or the lack of it. Children have very deep feelings, just the way everybody does. There must be times when you do feel blue. I'm not feeling blue right now, though. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Well, I suppose it's an invitation. It's an invitation for somebody to be close to you. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I was supposed to record a bonus episode, or not even a bonus episode, just a review with Mike, uh, but he, uh, he, re- he packed up his, um recording equipment so we couldn't make that happen so if you listen to the letterboxd potpourri episode i talk a little bit about won't you be my neighbor so since i've already talked about it kirsten what did you think of it oh i loved it yeah and Um, what's your history with mr rogers yeah uh i would really only watch mr rogers when i stayed home sick from school Mm -hmm. um but i remember like um 
like Mr. Rogers would come on and then like Sesame Street and then mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell and that yeah. would that would be my day. Um nice. but uh I mean I I remember thinking I, I I remember being aware of the fact that it was an older show mm-hmm. when I was a kid but never thinking it was hokey right. or like childish or like you know too like, like you would you say you never felt like you were too old for it no. or grew out of it or anything? Yeah, yeah, I never felt like that. Okay. I mean, I, I, I remember, uh, I mean, as recently as just um, maybe four or five years ago, I remember flipping through the channels and it was on mm-hmm. and I stopped and I watched like three or four episodes. Nice. Um, and it was, it's just so wholesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I, I've, I've always really respected mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Rogers because... Uh, I know that he he was a pastor, mm-hmm. and he never like made that a part of his show. Right, you know, as someone who grew up in a household that wasn't particularly religious, and mm-hmm. and who is not a religious adult, yeah. it was it's just really nice for someone to not have to push that on other people. Right, you know. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I I was kind of in a position where it was. It was trendy, like, among my peers mm-hmm. when I was a kid that, like, oh, Mr. Rogers is for little kids. And, like, oh, it's stupid to like Mr. Rogers. So I just never sought it out or never watched it. Yeah. But watching this documentary was like, man, I missed out on yeah. something huge. Yeah. And, like, part of me just wonders, like, if I had watched Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. like, if it was a big part of my life, like, how how different of a person would I be? Yeah. Because... Like he, yeah, said, yeah, very he, wholesome. Yeah, and he talks a lot about you know being who you are and and who you yeah. are is who you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that you know it could really affect a child's self esteem. Oh, totally. hearing things like that if you don't hear that a lot in home, you mm-hmm. know, like in growing up as a child. Yeah, then you miss out on that. Oh, totally. And like the way that the documentary depicts him is like. So, like, I mentioned this on the other episode, and I don't think I mentioned it to you after we saw it, but um, I really think that Mr. Rogers is, like, the it's like the closest thing to just a genuine, like, real-life superhero. Mm. Because the way that he took information in and condensed it and put it out to, yeah. to children yeah. and the way that he just communicated to children yeah. was... You know, on a whole nother level. Well, we do still have LeVar Burton, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. LeVar. Don't, don't yeah. We, we that's have. true. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, no, but well, one thing I wasn't aware of that, that they uh, mentioned in the documentary is, is um, after 9-11 happened, he did mm-hmm. like a special. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, you know, way, way long after he was, he was, he'd been right. off the air for mm-hmm. years. Several at that years, point. Yeah. yeah. And he, he had to come back and, you know, he, he's, he, in th- th- there was some documentary footage of him, you know, mm-hmm. expressing doubt, like you know, can I connect with this? Should I should yeah. I talk about this? And he felt like he had a duty to children that he had to help them understand what was going on in the mm-hmm. world. And he just he was such a remarkable human being because he really cherished every child mm-hmm. that he met, and there there was nothing insincere right about his performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't a performance. Right, that, yeah. You know, every indication we have shows that mm-hmm. who he was on his show was who he was in real life. Yeah, just a completely genuine yeah. presence. Yeah. and who truly yeah. cared for <clears throat> for children and, mm-hmm. and wanted the best for them. Oh, there, yeah. there was one part where I, I, I teared up so bad. Yeah. When he, um, 
Oh, he had that one boy on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was bound to a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he, they sang that song. Yeah, that I I think I've seen that episode, or I've or I've seen that clip somewhere because mm-hmm. it it was familiar to me, but it was really beautiful. Oh yeah, it was really nice. And then and they had him back on in the right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. It's good. good. Stuff. It was yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this also, but I don't know if you felt this way after we saw it, but like, I remember like when we were walking out the theater, um, like as the credits are rolling, we're walking down the little steps and everything. I remember thinking like in my head, like I just, I, I just sat for an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes experiencing this documentary. And now I'm going out back into the world where everything's on fire, everything yeah, is terrible. Yeah, where everything sucks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I felt like the documentary did such a great job of just pulling us into this world and, yeah. and his story. And I really respected it for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. And I I, I want to make sure that we're, because we're getting to other movies that are more recent and stuff. And I, it's kind of tricky because I don't want us to spoil anything. So... I don't know. We can do spoiler sections for... Yeah, I for don't them. think there are any spoilers for Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah. Spoiler I, alert, he dies. I was just... Because <laughs> do you remember... I, I, I feel like kind of a dick for making this joke. But um, we... Uh, you and I were trying to decide what movie to see. And it was between... I think it was between Won't You Be My Neighbor and Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp. And uh, I think we decided to see Ant-Man... And I think I made a joke and said something like, something like, we were, when we were trying to decide, I was like, well, I mean, we know how Once You Be My Neighbor is going to end. Uh. And not, not Ant Man and the Wasp. So, mm. this is a good one. So, sorry to bother you. Yeah. 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 You saw that one twice. I did. I yeah. did. I feel like I, I want to see it twice to kind of understand wrap what I saw. It. Yeah. Because it was a lot. It was like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Of stuff. It, and I, I really, I thought that the, the trailers did a great job of not revealing what the movie was actually about. Absolutely. Cause I had no idea. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of tell from the beginning that it's a sort of surreal, mm-hmm. it's like a heightened reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause you know from the beginning that there's, uh, what was the company called? Um, Live Free? Something, something like that. Like that. But it was work free. Something. Work, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a company where you basically sign a lifelong contract, mm-hmm. and they don't pay you a wage, uh, but you you live and eat and sleep in the same place where you work. Yeah. And so they house you and feed you and everything, and mm-hmm. it's like being compared to like a modern form of slavery. Right. Um. So that's a thing. Yeah. Which is weird cuz like watching the movie the way that 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 idea is presented since it's that's our first introduction to it being like a weird Yeah. weird sur- surreal Yeah, world. not not being like embedded in our reality. Exactly. Yeah. But the way that it's presented is such a unique kind of kind of thing that you it's really easy to buy into it as mm-hmm. a premise or buy into it as as something that's like, wow, yeah, the way that they're presenting it, I, I could kind of see that being a thing. I um, mean, yeah, kinda. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Weird but yeah, things are happening in in 
real life. Totally. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but the way that the movie uh, just paints such a, such a vast picture of, you know, capitalism and, mm-hmm. and working and, and trying to get ahead and yeah. being torn, torn between two different things, like, like the whole pursuit of getting more money versus being true to yourself, being true and- to yourself and helping your fellow man and yeah. everything. It was just really, really remarkable. Yeah. And one of the things that I came away from the movie thinking was that the movie does so many things. It throws so many different yeah. things at us. It gives you a lot yeah. to think about Oh yeah, and to process. Absolutely. And I feel like those, while it does have several different themes that it plays with, um, and that is kind of to its detriment, because like that second viewing, I did feel like it was dragging just a little bit. I was, it was a little, uh, felt a little long. Um, but the way that it deals with all these different, um, themes and everything, it's like none of them feel like they're shortchanged or feel like they're underused. It's yeah. like every idea is presented clearly. It's just, there's a lot of ideas in the yeah. movie. Um, yeah. And that scene where, um, yeah, the, I've already talked about the movie, but on the podcast, I just realized, but the scene where he is at, um, army hammers house mm-hmm. and they ask him to perform. Oh yeah. Like, well, first of all, first of all, shit. it's so awkward. Oh yeah. It's, um, oh, yeah. and it's, it's meant to make the audience feel awkward because <clears throat> he's, you know, besides, uh, Mr. Blank character, he's the only, right. he's the only black guy there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he, he even says that he's not a rapper. Like, right. you know, just, just cause he's black doesn't mean he's good yeah. at that. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, finally when he just, um, throws repetitive words out. Yes. And, and, and the N word just repeatedly, mm-hmm. repeatedly. That's when they finally, like, that's when they get into it. Yeah. In which that is such a ridiculous yeah. scene, but like, I was like cracking up at it, but it's like, Holy shit, this is like incredible like satire. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it it's, was. It's really really strong. Yeah. Um god, it's uh that was um, it was really good. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. who played Cash, yes. uh was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. I I really He just had such like such a really specific hold of his character mm-hmm. down to like his body language and his oh, expressions yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Um and and the and the mastery of like mm-hmm. it just it just felt like he really embodied the character oh, very yeah. very well. And also the way that he carried himself. Like mm-hmm. there he he slouches a lot. Yeah, He's yeah. Very, it's very like, distinct. Yeah. And it, I'm like whole, like I was just really impressed with the, just the physicality mm-hmm. even as even as subtle as it was. Yeah. Like you could tell like his his performance he really poured him poured himself into that. Yeah, performance. yeah. And Tessa Thompson, Thompson. Mm-hmm. uh was very good. Oh, she was very amazing. entertaining. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, and it gets to some weird 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 things. Yeah. Um how did you feel about that without going it's into It's totally school? unexpected. Right? I had no idea that they were like going to do something so weird. Mm-hmm. Um and I I get that it's a way of dehumanizing mm-hmm. um the working poor mm-hmm. and it obviously it's commentary on you know today's socio-political situation and blah blah right. blah, blah, blah 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 uh but it, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a kind of a, a very literal take mm-hmm. um on on i don't know today's figurative situations yeah and maybe that 
maybe that presents a little bit of a disconnect with it. Yeah. Um, just because it is, it is more, I guess, in your face with the satire and everything and, and the commentary that it's making that while the other things that the other comments that the movie makes about capitalism and, and yeah. other things is really hit on the head really well. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to see it a third time to really get a good handle on yeah. it. Um, but yeah, should we move on to another movie? Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do want to say, how... okay. Yeah. So I did want to say this. Um, <clears throat> so I randomly did, uh, something stupid and really, really mad hurt of me. Um, I took all of the episodes of the obsessive viewer and I put them into a playlist that I have that just happened to compile all of the runtime of all the episodes. And I realized that, uh, basically, I don't know how far we are into this recording because I hit record 43 minutes ago, but I don't know how long in, into the actual recording of the episode we are. But around the 25 minute mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we're going to celebrate. We were. Aww. So, yeah. Now, but anyway. Now we can't. Now we can't. But anyway, um, around the 25 minute mark of this episode of the podcast, uh, we will have hit, at the obsessive viewer, we will have hit. 400 hours of podcast content out in the universe. And that is only for the obsessive viewer podcast. That's not including my other podcasts. So, so yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to go back and listen to all 400 hours? I, well, I will probably die before then. Well, I don't know if you, if you increase the speed on your, um, on your app that you listen to the podcast on, you know, you can, you can knock it out pretty quick. Yeah, I plan so. on dying. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna, well, that, that's I'm going to just do that. Instead. I'll just I'll make sure that the podcast is playing at your funeral. Well, yeah, you're not invited. Well, I, you don't really get to say. Don't don't be a funeral crasher. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so sorry to bother. So yeah, 400 hours. If you've listened to every episode of this podcast, I'm sorry, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, very happy about I that. I love the confidence. Yeah, here's the 400 more yeah. hours. Uh, so yeah, so anything else we can really talk about with Sorry to Bother You? I know it's kind of brief, but that, like there are other movies that I really want to talk uh, about. No, no, I, I think that's good. I think okay, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, so the next movie is a big one. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever, but I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm, like, really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's, like, so cool. What? Well, uh, one more week of eighth grade, huh? Huh? I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? This movie was we, technically we were supposed to record a review of it last week when we saw it. Oh yeah, eighth grade by Bill Graham. Yes. Um, but you just happened to work at the state fair. Yeah, that day I was exhausted, and you were tired. I was. Why did you so, just air quote that? I was tired. I'm just saying. I don't know. I was exhausted. I I I was so mad at myself. For making plans yeah. at all. The first it thing- was such a struggle to get <laughs> myself because I, I, I had enough time to when I got home, mm-hmm. 
I was able to lay in bed for like 10 minutes and that was enough time for me to get comfortable Mm -hmm. and for my muscles to like reattach to my Mm -hmm. body. And I, I hate, I hated myself so much. Yeah. Uh, the first thing you said when you got here, that it was something like, why did I, why did I let you talk me into (laughs) doing this? Um, but yeah, anyway, we still had a great time. It was fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Now, I, I will admit that I'm kind of a movie crier. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't, I don't cry too much in real life, but right. movies like get me. Even if a mm-hmm. scene is is like kind of sad, mm-hmm. I will cry. Yeah. Um. Won't you be my neighbor? You teared up during that. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a lot of movies where I tear up. Yeah. I, I teared up. I saw Coco twice, and I. Mm-hmm. I teared up both times but this right. was a movie that i was sobbing you were i mean um, I, it, I really really it hit me so yeah. hard and we've we've now seen 62 movies in the theater together mm-hmm. um keeping track there um that was the most like emotional response i've ever seen you give out of a movie yeah i it um, really hit me yeah yeah made me really uncomfortable it's fine but um <laughs> made me uncomfortable too because i couldn't breathe through my nose i know and the funny thing is that i was still going through like a a little bit of a cold so you were sniffling too and it was well, like kind of solidarity and- oh no, no no that's not where i was going with that <laughs> i did tear up quite a bit yeah. during the movie though because yeah. my god yeah but, um, it's funny because I felt kind of bad because I had intended, cause I got, I got a drink at the concession. I had intended to bring in like napkins because I, like, I didn't know like if I was going to have to blow my nose or anything. Mm. So I felt bad because I could have had, I could have had napkins, but I didn't think uh, about it. You were so, almost a gentleman. Almost. But not quite. But gotta, you know, gotta keep my so. bad boy image in check. Um. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. are you wearing jorts today? No, no, they're cargo shorts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cargorts? Cargorts, yeah. <laughs> anyway. These are very nice. You do own jorts, though. I do, yes. I have not worn them. <laughs> what a bad boy. Year. I am. Okay, so Bo Burnham. Uh, <laughs> so Bo Burnham. <laughs> we are both uh, fans of Bo Burnham. Yes, I'm, I'm a latecomer of a fan. Yeah. Um, we've watched we've watched his stand-up together. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I've, I mean, I... I uh, now I, 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 I didn't follow him when he was, like, on YouTube. Right. Um, but when he had his first... Comedy Central Live, his his one hour special. Mm-hmm. It was the day he turned eighteen. Okay, because they wouldn't let him perform. That's right. Before that, so he scheduled it so that he had his first Comedy Central stand up special on his eighteenth birthday, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I saw him. Okay, because I saw it on TV, and I was like, "This guy is amazing." And mm-hmm. I looked him up, and I like memorized all of his songs. And sure, um, so that's been been a big fan of his. I've seen yeah. him live, and. Mm-hmm. I have his poetry book, Egghead. He signed mm. it. Not a big oh. deal. Um, super nice guy. Nice. Uh, uh, but yeah, always been a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. And I was really bummed when I learned that he was like not doing stand-up anymore. Right. Because um, it's his his stand-up is it's it's amazing. It's oh, so it's intelligent and, mm-hmm. and poetic and yeah. weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 the lights in it are just really good. They're uh, are you talking about the the, the, the movers? Yes, LED the movers. movers? The LED movers. Yeah, yes. they're they're uh, they're they're pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but but yeah, he just has he just has um, a performance that you. It's not typical, it, and and you don't see it anywhere yeah, else. It transcends the stand up yeah. kind of genre of yeah, it. It's, yeah. It is a performance mm-hmm. through and yeah, through. Yeah, it's more performance art than exactly. anything. Exactly. Um, and uh, and but, so personal and incredible. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but after seeing this, I don't know what I want more of. Do right. I want him to do more stand up? Do I mm-hmm. want him to do more movies? Because it was just, it was amazing. For his Incredible. first venture yes. into writing and directing, mm. it was remarkable. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, I've mentioned on the podcast, and I've mentioned to you, which again, I appreciate you listening to me talk about this shit all the time yeah. because I've it ain't been, easy, right? <laughs> I've been working on putting together my top top one hundred favorite movies. Yeah, and I won't. I'll the, bo- the, the I'll, other day, Matt brought this up, and he was like, uh, "Tell me if you're not interested, or or tell me if you don't want to hear it." And I was like, "I'm not interested." And he's like, "Okay, but well," and he kept going. <laughs> that is an exaggeration. <laughs> you were very interested. That and is also, an exaggeration. <laughs> and also. You were in my car. I had Yeah, what could I do? We were exactly. on the highway. I right. Couldn't even so, jump out. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um <coughs> Help me. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um something is happening to his body. <laughs> I think so that's, anyway. Is that are you are you pubertying? I <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Don't oh, you bring the Lord into this. <laughs> So eighth grade, you're getting I, your blanket privileges taken away. Don't. Um. So anyway. So eighth grade. Eighth grade. I, I was worried um, at first. Because, were you? Okay. Um, uh, oh, oh, I was going to finish my thought. It, sorry. Because I brought up the top one hundred. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Because I just I forget about it. I'm just a guest it. here. You, well, you have my blanket. Um. Uh, I've been making my top one hundred list, and it's weird because like coming out of the movie, I was like. Okay, this is definitely going to be very close to the top of my top 10 of the year. Mm. But I think this might be on my top 100 also. Like it was insanely good. Yeah. So so anyway, continue. Well, yeah, it was just um it was getting such positive feedback, mm-hmm. you know, and and so so everyone was saying it was amazing, it's phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing movie and I was a little worried that I wasn't going to like it as much as I wanted to. Okay. Um, like, do you think just just because I'm such a big fan of Bo Burnham's, okay. you know, I was like, what if I don't like it? But uh, right. but I, you know, I didn't have to worry about anything. It was it was mm. it was really just as good as everyone has been saying. It really it, it really was. Yeah. Let's talk about Elsie um, Fisher. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. performance. Such a like, sincere and earnest performance. So Gucci. It's good um, Gucci. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, there was so much in that in that movie. We were talking mm-hmm. about like, um. I look back on like my Facebook posts, yes. you know, and it's just so, it's so cringy, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, I think we all have a little bit of, uh, Kayla in oh, us, absolutely. Kayla, who is Elsie Fisher's character, mm-hmm. um, in eighth grade was horribly socially awkward, mm-hmm. you know, and she, God, she was trying so hard. She just wanted people to like her. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like that oh, in middle absolutely. school. Oh, um, absolutely. It was, it was tough. I mean, I just, watching the movie was like, my God, that, you know, not all of it, but a lot of it was like, that was me. Oh, absolutely. That like, was me. It's, and that's one of the things, the, the kind of concerns that I had going into it was that I, I was afraid like, okay, well, th- if this is, movie is about an eighth grade girl, like, mm-hmm. even though it's written by, you know, Bo Burnham and everything, I didn't know how much would resonate with me yeah. because I, I've never been an eighth grade girl or I've never been a, a teenage girl, but there are so many things in it aside just from so many gender, jokes I could that are, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but 
uh, it's so universal. Like regardless of gender, like like that is it is so truthful to the experience of being like a middle yeah. school kid. Yeah, and like that's one of the things that I latched onto so early in the movie is that I've I've that resonant like I've done this I've experienced yeah. this thing like even something as simple as uh 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 Kayla walking back and forth as she's on the phone yeah like I I did that I mm-hmm. paced I paced back and forth anytime I was on the phone with anyone for any reason yeah. because I was so uncomfortable with myself that it's just like yeah. when I when yeah. you yeah. yeah and and the, there was such a uh, a natural um, quality to the way mm-hmm. she spoke. She was always stumbling over herself and interrupting herself, and it was just she was so unsure of everything that came out of her mouth, mm-hmm. and it was just very relatable. Um, and I also loved uh, her father. Yes, uh, Josh Hamilton. He. Oh my god! Now that I don't want to, th- just the bonfire scene. Yes, was was the scene that really really got to me, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what I mean. I don't know. I don't have like any issues with my dad or anything, but it just, <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, he, right. just some of the stuff like when, when she got into about, you know, do I make you sad? You know, cause if I had a child like me, I oh would be sad God. about it, you yeah. know? And, and, he, and, and the way he professed to her mm-hmm. about how much, you know, he truly loves her, mm-hmm. not just because, she is his child, but mm-hmm. but because he thinks that she is such a wonderful person, yeah, and an interesting and creative mm-hmm. person, and that and that he would love her even if she weren't his. It mm-hmm. just it just was it made me feel very emotional. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I, that's that's one of the parts that I was yeah. like all on the verge of tears with because it's just so beautiful yeah. and magnificent but still written in a natural way that yes. i could, that i you know it's not like a lot of times you'll see like you know heartfelt conversations mm-hmm. you know in movies and it's like but people don't really talk like that right yeah. but but this like i could see a father and a daughter mm-hmm. having a conversation oh, just absolutely. like this oh know? yeah and then it didn't the feel scene, forced or or anything exactly yeah and like the scene after that which this is diving into spoilers a little bit but the just, scene involving, just dipping our toe in, yeah. Um, Water's fine. Come on in. <laughs> the scene involving chicken nuggets. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. I. It was. It was painfully. It was awkward. so painfully awkward. Yeah, Gabe. But yeah, but it resonated with me because it is a scene in which these two people who aren't that comfortable, mm-hmm. like they're like they're 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 kids. And they're so uncomfortable in their own skin, or at least at least Kayla is. And it's just seeing seeing her at least specifically going through all of this stuff in the yeah. movie, and then being able to relax and be herself a little bit, and like let her guard down yeah. and not be so preoccupied with with her self image or or what what people think of her is like because that's what every like that's what every kid aspires to to experience like being comfortable in your own yeah. skin and like finding like your people that you want to be around mm-hmm. and everything because that's what being in public school is all about yeah but it's just it was so yeah. it just resonated with me yeah. in a huge way and i don't i i'd never the the kid who played gabe mm-hmm. 
Um, I pulled up the cast list. Jake oh, Ryan. I've never seen okay. him in anything else, mm-hmm. but uh, so I don't know if you know how close to the character he is. But that's a good but question. Good God! Oh, he yeah. was so good at playing that weird, mm-hmm. awkward kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like weird, awkward, and maybe a little bit like on on the autism spectrum. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and it's funny. I uh, brought up the or you you brought up how like Facebook memories and stuff. Mm. Um, so I just loaded up my Facebook memories oh. to see if there's anything cringy. Uh, thankfully none. Oh, good. Yeah. Although, Jesus Christ. 10 years ago, Matt Hurt is supremely annoyed. 9.53 a.m. <laughs> 10 years ago. God, what happened? Matt Hurt, 9.46. Oh, wait. Uh, these are reversed. But, like, is actually not at all surprised. Like, I have no idea. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. But anyway. It's a cry for attention. It is. I don't... Uh, but, yeah, it, it was it was a, a, a truly amazing film. Mm-hmm. I just... I remember uh, being that age, and mm-hmm. I I cared so much what people thought of Same me. Same here. I mean, to, to a fault, like, mm-hmm. to my own damage. Like, yeah. I, I cared so much. Mm-hmm. What, and it was a tough time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right after our house burned down. Oh, right. Um, so, you know, I, going, I was going through a lot of stuff personally mm-hmm. um, at, at that time in my life. And, and uh, so middle school was very hard for me mm-hmm. uh, because I, I felt like I didn't know who I was. Like my identity right. like wasn't solidified. Sure. And by the time I got to high school, I stopped caring quite as much. And now I, I don't I, – I, I, I cared so much before that I haven't a fuck to give now. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I ran out early. Right. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, it, it's, it's, I just, I don't know. It's hard to look back on that time in your life when you were so insecure and it's like, yeah, just, I'm just, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's weird to think about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, but he nailed it, but he nailed that feeling so perfectly. It wasn't just watching a film. It was like, I was really experiencing these issues with Kayla. Oh, absolutely. And like the way that it's presented, like throughout, like the structure of the movie and like, like we get like very pivotal and even like fucking terrifying scenes that like the aftermath of that scene, uh, which Which we'll talk about in spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the aftermath, of the, the aftermath of a very pivotal scene in the movie is her like going home crying, like, yeah, like storming, storming through the house yeah. up to her room. And, and then you see her dad come in to, to try to figure yeah. out what's going on and to comfort, comfort her. But like, it's not, it's not played as a huge dramatic moment because it's all silent and you yeah. only hear like, like the, the only sound is from a video that she makes on YouTube. That's just yeah. about, Oh my God, that's so sad about like shutting down the YouTube channel and yeah, everything because she doesn't have any followers. Yeah. She's, she did. They, they do one section where they pan over like her YouTube yeah. channel and, and all the videos like are like, view, zero yeah, views. yeah. Yeah. So, and then one of the things that really resonated with me was how, um, she makes that one video where she talks about how, um, she has a friend who, or, or her, her dad is trying to, for, is trying to force her to be friends with someone and she doesn't want to be friends, but then she realized that when she became friends with her, like basically she is, it, she's telling a story from the perspective of one of the popular girls that mm. it, just like that was just, I don't yeah. know. It just, it, it was uh painfully beautiful yeah uh to watch yeah um, i yeah one one part that that also really got to me is 
when she watched the video from her time capsule. Yes. Um, it was really just her expectations mm-hmm. for middle school and mm-hmm. then like the reality of it by the end of it. Yeah. Were just vast, so vastly different. Mm-hmm. It was really painful. Yeah. Yeah. God, that movie's so great. And yeah. I'm with you. I don't understand or I don't know why or I don't know what. I want Bo Burnham to do. Yeah, but I want him to do. He's got to. I mean, I can't wait for whatever he comes out with next. Yeah, oh, same here. Because I just here. know it's going to be brilliant. And the guy is so fucking talented. Like, yeah. it'll be like a um a, a CD of him doing just banjo covers of like anime music, and, and, and I'll like, buy ten copies. It'll be the most beautiful thing. I've, yeah, wh- whatever ever. he decides to do is just it's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, he's just ridiculously talented. Oh like, yeah, we don't have a lot of talents like that. Right, exactly. You know. Oh yeah, and like I came away from it thinking like, oh, he needs to make more movies. Like he need this is his thing. He needs to do this. But like the farther I get away from it, it's more like I hope he has more stories to tell. Yeah, like yeah. I hope because. This was clearly yeah. something that he had inside of him. Right, absolutely. That, that he needed to put out in the world. Yeah. And I, yeah, I hope there's something oh, yeah. more. I, oh, God, I hope he's been tortured, you know. Right, exactly. And just, and just needs to express it. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet or a comment or somewhere. I saw someone mention that, I think it was a review on Letterboxd, but someone said that uh, they really hope that um, there is a... Well, okay, I'll, I won't go into what it actually says, but basically, Richard Linklater, who did Days and Confused and stuff, he has a trilogy of movies called the Before Trilogy. Are you familiar with them at all? I'm not, no. Okay, so I haven't seen them. They are high on my list of movies to watch because I feel like they'll resonate with me a lot. But it's basically three movies filmed over the course of, a, of like, I think 10 years apart, each one. So the first movie is about a couple who meet played by uh, Ethan Hawke and I don't remember the woman, but um, they, they meet in the first movie and then I think, and then I think in the second movie it's 10 years later and it was made 10 years later. So it's like them in the relationship. And then I think the last movie is like checking in on them 10 years later and and what the status is Mm -hmm. of the relationship. It's called the before trilogy before, before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. Um, but apparently it's like incredible, like, uh, deep dive into like relationship drama and everything. Um, but I saw a comment that said that they really hope that Bo Burnham makes like a before trilogy where it's like, okay, this first movie is eighth grade, come back in like four or five years and do 12th grade. And then like later and see, like check in and see what she's like in college and everything. Which that would be that would be incredible. Um, I would like to see Elsie yeah. Fisher in more stuff. Oh, me too. And she, like, I'm so happy. Like, I really, I really, I really can't wait to see how her career explodes. Yeah, yeah. Because this was, I mean, well, just in a powerhouse performance. Yeah. Well, and and she's not, you know, a, a typical young female star because right. uh, she's traditionally not gorgeous. Right. You know, she's a little bit chubby, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, her teeth are not perfect. Right. She has acne. Mm-hmm. And that is, God, that is one thing that I appreciate so much is yeah. that the teenagers look like teenagers. Yeah. You know, so many times you'll, um, you know. Like, uh, we talked about this with A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was a very pretty girl mm-hmm. who was, you know, you put glasses on her and now she's a nerd. Right. You know, but um, all too often you see movies or TV shows about teenagers. And it's one thing if they're queerly adults playing, yeah. you know, teenagers. But they're also, like, always ridiculously gorgeous. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and it's just, this is a, this was a great film because they all looked like teenagers. They really did. They And it was... Oh, just in- even like the really popular girls, they yeah. still looked like teenage girls. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just the world, like it's we existed in that movie. Like yeah. watching the movie is we existed in that in that world in yeah. that in that universe that he created, and it's so. Oh God, it was so good. It, it was so immersive. Yes, that you felt like you were really there. Yep. Um, I, it I, was lit. It. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was lit AF. Mm-hmm. Um shall we talk spoilers? We we shall. We just did a spoiler review for 8th grade that's going to appear later in the podcast. So, uh check the timestamps for it. Now we're going to go into a review of Black Klansman, the new uh Spike Lee movie. So, enjoy. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face to face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined Ron Stallworth. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. Okay, because uh, we're it's all, it's 10.30. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Okay, so we saw Black Klansman today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really good film. Yeah, Spike Lee's new movie yeah. about uh, Ron Stallworth, the true story of Ron Stallworth, um, Colorado Springs. I had no idea it was based on a book. Yeah, oh, same um, here. So I, I knew that it was based on a true story, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know it was based on a book by Ron Stallworth. Right, so and I have that on really my interesting. Audible wish list. Yeah. But um, uh, him going undercover to infiltrate the the KKK. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh my God! I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who played Jimmy. I was, mm-hmm. uh, at first, I thought it was Steve Buscemi. I did too. And, but then, like, but because we kind of saw him from an angle at first, and right. I was like, "Oh, that's not Steve Buscemi. It's Michael Buscemi." Oh wow! Okay. So obviously, there must be some sort of relation there. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was nice. just uh, interesting. Um, but it had who who played Ron Stallworth. John David Washington. John David Washington. I don't know if I've seen him in anything. Yeah, but he, I, was, he was great. I, he looked a little familiar, but I, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint um, yeah. what I had seen him in. He, yeah, he was very good. Very oh, yeah. funny. Um, um, and Adam Driver. Yeah. And Topher Grace. Right. Um, who I thought was the perfect choice. I mentioned this to you. The perfect mm-hmm. choice to play David Duke. Oh, because absolutely. Because he was, he was the charming, well-spoken, um, like... The guy you want to hang out with, yeah, you know, and it's it's the the, the one the one character. He uh, had charisma. He was charismatic. Yeah, yeah. The the character yeah. Felix, mm-hmm. who was the like the uneducated redneck mm-hmm. that you want to that you're afraid of, right? Like that's the racist down the street, the but, violent but, one. But it's but you really need to be afraid of the David Dukes, right? Oh you yeah, know, the charming guys who can talk you into mm-hmm. believing in them. And I thought Topher yeah. Grace did a uh, a great job of portraying that. He he really did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen um 
uh, I haven't seen John David Washington or anything, but, um, but yeah, uh, you have a, a strange connection to Adam Driver, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, but, well, nice segue. Yes, thank you. I was going to actually say, do you want me to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the joke that I told you, uh, when we saw a preview with him uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. Okay. Um, obviously remember? it made an impression. Yeah. Well, okay. Cause, um, Adam Driver was on, on the screen. I think it was for Black Klansman. It was a trailer, and I nudged you, and I said, you know, not a lot of people know this, but uh, before he was... Uh, he didn't become Adam Driver oh, until he was 16. He was Adam Bicycle Rider. And it is just as funny now as yeah. it was then. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Anyway, yeah, so your yeah. connection to Adam Driver. Um, Adam Driver uh, went to... Um, the same university that I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we did not go there at the same time. Right. Um, he transferred to Juilliard the year mm-hmm. before I started. So if he had um, uh, graduated uh, from the university, we, we would have been there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it turned out, we were not. Now, we have several mutual friends. Mm-hmm. I have several of my friends from school are, like, really good friends with him. Nice. Um, and I've met him a couple times mm-hmm. um, through... Like, oh, a couple times. Interesting. Yeah, at parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he would, you know, come to town and hang out with his old buddies. You know, like we would mm-hmm. have theater parties. Theater kids party it up. You know, wouldn't believe it. Sure. Um, <laughs> cast parties are a thing of legend. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I believe. There's you. an SNL skit called Crucible Cast Party. Okay. It's a good one. Okay. It's it's about a high school production of The Crucible, which I think every high school is like contractually obligated right. to do at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Crucible Cast Party. It's, it's, check it out. It's a good bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, so I, I met him a couple times. Um, and mm-hmm. he seemed nice, mm-hmm. uh, very quiet guy. Um, but I never really pegged him as someone who would end up being like big Hollywood famous actor. But, right. Like now he is. So that's nice. pretty cool. Um, didn't I, I remember, this is a weird thing to remember, a weird detail to remember, but I, I think it was when you and I saw Mike Birbiglia. Mm. You were telling me about like uh, seeing Adam, like meeting Adam Driver, or maybe it was a different time that you told me this. But you mentioned that your that your cousin, uh, when you told when you told your cousin about it, he or she said he Kylo Ren touched these hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My cousin Hayden, mm-hmm. who is like eleven, mm-hmm. loves Star Wars. In mm-hmm. fact, he has a, a a sister Ava who is uh, five or six, and they <clears throat> almost named her. Leia. Oh wow! For Hayden. Wow. Um, because he is such. That's like, awesome. He's such a huge fan of Star Wars, and so when they came out, I was mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I babysat my cousins for uh, a couple months for my uncle. Right. Not like for a couple months. Like I had them for a couple months. Right, like right. I was, uh, for a couple <laughs> months, I would I would every now and then go and babysit. Yeah. And so I was I was like, oh hey, you know, bragging because he was talking mm-hmm. about the new Star Wars movies, and I was like, I have met. Kylo Ren and he yeah he Kylo Ren touched these hands and it was like the coolest thing nice to 11 year old Hayden so mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. then now you can say I've been on a podcast and he will not think I'm cool at all and will oh. say I never want you to babysit me again well that's and uh that's how that will go. Well, have him listen to 400 hours of podcasts. I will. And yeah. I'll have him do that. So Black Klansman. Yeah. Um really I I need to go back and watch more Spike Lee movies because mm. I haven't really watched that many of his movies. I saw like Summer of Sam, but I haven't seen 
I like the big ones. Like Do the Right Thing is a huge one and a bunch of other ones. Ah. Um, yeah, but like this movie, I was I was into it. Like yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. Um, some of the editing was a little off. Mm. Like there was a lot of like double takes of things. I don't know if that's a staple of his filmmaking, but like, like uh, there will be a shot of someone hugging someone, and then for I guess dramatic effect, it'll cut to a different take of them hugging. Oh, or yeah, not I know different what you're take, talking but a about. Different yeah, angle. yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just some of that's a little. It was. It wasn't anything that was too detrimental to me for the but movie. Some, it, but you noticed it. I noticed it, yeah. Um, but yeah, Topher Grace was amazing yeah. as David Duke. Yeah. And I just, I, I loved the uh, the way that the movie tied into the present day. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, a, 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 as I'm sure a lot of people know, the mm-hmm. slogan, America First, mm-hmm. that President Donald Trump Mm-hmm. Uh, loves to throw out there was it is a clan slogan yep and they they are not shy about using it in the movie mm-hmm. um they it's very relevant they, they talk mm-hmm. about how david duke wants to he he's turning the clan into uh an avenue for for politics right and how he he doesn't want to be referred to as the grand wizard he's mm-hmm. national director right you know and how they need someone in the white house and mm-hmm. and and um uh uh ron uh, Ron Stallworth is is like he's that talking to one, yeah one of his fellow yeah. officers and he's like well, well well that you know yeah we'll never have someone like that in the White House and the other guy's mm-hmm. like as as a black man you shouldn't be so naive right and it's just very telling yeah uh, it's 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 very referential to mm-hmm. uh, to today yeah oh absolutely yeah and um we won't I mean I guess we won't really go into spoilers about it right now but the way that it incorporated footage at the end mm-hmm. of the movie um, to kind of bring, yeah. bring home the, the theme of the movie and, and the, the message of the movie yeah. and how it tied together with, with today was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was very good cinematically. Yeah. I was, um, I was gobsmacked by it. Yeah. Um, wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Because the movie from beginning to end is a very entertaining, like slightly, Kind of slapstick take on yeah, yeah. kind it's of like oh these bumbling clan really. members who yeah. you know oh, um, yeah. who, who was our, our our favorite guy right Paul Walter was in yeah. it yeah um, what else Paul, was he Paul in Walter Hauser he was in I Tanya I Tanya and um, oh, we've seen him in something else because every now and then yeah. he'll, he'll be in something and I'm like oh it's the guy from I Tanya and every time I'll be like oh I didn't even notice because um, you know what what's, was his what's, name again? What's he? Paul Walter Hauser oh there he is. Um, let's see. Oh, no, oh he was in Super Troopers, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was the other thing we yeah. saw that he was in. Um, but yeah, the movie is so kind of uh, entertaining in, in a weird way. So kind of entertaining. So yes. kind tell, of entertaining. Tell me more. But, but it's, uh... I'll just say this. Tiny never gives me shit for that. <laughs> we'll have Tiny anyway. on. Well, I just, just, just thought it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. It, it Like, what I'm saying is it is an entertaining movie, and its energy is so based in kind of comedic elements and, and comedy that when it ties together to real world events, showing footage of real world events, yeah, it's it's very jarring. Together, it's very jarring yeah. in like the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it's funny because like um when when Trump got elected, I remember Mike posting a um a Facebook update saying something like it was like when everyone was super you know devastated by the right. by the election. He he said one thing that stuck that has stuck with me since that since that night to to now that he was curious what uh, curious of what impact the election and the Trump presidency would have on art mm. and like it's something I think about all the time like the whole um, Steven Spielberg making the post and connecting that to to Trump and everything is like. It's just interesting that we get these these movies. Yeah, and, that that are queer yeah, responses. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, if, you know, uh, I wouldn't say that it's it's made it worth it at all. Like, no, get them the fuck out of there. But, yeah. um, but it's still interesting that we have these these pieces of of art. Yeah. Um, that are coming out. Um, that are like in the case of Black Klansmen that are really profound and mm-hmm. and um just really just. And that final image, we'll have to do a spoiler section, but that final image was just like chilling to me. Yeah. Um, just really, really strong. Um, yeah. So what'd you think of like the performances and stuff? Uh, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen John David Washington mm-hmm. in anything, but I would be really yeah. interested in seeing him. Oh, again. absolutely. He was very funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Very mm-hmm. good performance. Um, also, Laura Harrier, who played Patrice. Oh, yeah. She was good. Was really good. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I can't think of anything. I've, she looks so familiar. Yeah. But I can't think of what I've seen her in. In mm-hmm. um, the uh, the woman that played Connie. Yeah. Was almost over the top. Ashley but, Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, especially during the scene where they were watching the movie. Birth of a Nation. Yes. Her reactions were like almost to the point where it was unbelievable. Yeah. I... I kind of cracked like, up at that. It's like a little over the top racism. Sure. And maybe it, maybe it was, it was, I mean, obviously it was written that way to make a point. Right. Um, but it seemed it a was little, over little, the top. little over the top there, Connie. I did appreciate it though, just because I, uh, <sighs> any comedy, yeah, yeah. I, any, uh, <laughs> comedic. <laughs> Is that real or making fun of me? No, it was a yawn. Oh, interesting. But um, yeah, I- any kind of comedic take on you know people yelling during movies is is going to resonate with me, <laughs> even if it's a horrible uh, context. Um. So yeah, it's almost eleven. We should start wrapping this up yeah, early. So um, spoiler review. Yeah, spoiler. I don't review. think we'll have much to say. We but- really won't. Okay, we just did a spoiler review for Black Klansman. Uh, you can find that later in the podcast. Check the timestamps for it or, uh, you know, just continue listening. Um, so, yeah. So we are going to talk about some movies that are coming up that we're looking forward to. Yeah. Um, so, Elephant in the Room, though, you have a show opening. I, so that's going to yeah. wreak havoc on our movie watching. Well, not for too long. It's... It's going to sh- be... The show runs like a week and a half, so... It does. Not that big of a deal. Is it, though? No. Is... Well, I mean, just... <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. Movies that are coming out... Yeah. That... Yeah. Um, the, the first one that popped up 
uh, is The Meg. Which is out now. Which I kind of want to see. It I looks, do too. It looks like a big, dumb, fun movie. It really does. Um, and Rain Wilson is in it. Right. Which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham doing yeah. his thing. I love a good like disaster movie. Me too. I've not, I, I will say this. I feel bad for sharks because sharks get like... <laughs> Shut up! Sharks get like oh such God. a bad rap. Sure, sure. Um, and um, I mean, like, well, no, I mean, after Jaws came out, mm-hmm. someone did like a study. Like, sharks were being killed, mm-hmm. like at a much higher rate than they had been before because there was like all this shark panic, right? You know, right. and I feel like that's this is like perpetuating that, and people like see sharks as big old that's bad guys true. when they're really not. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say it. I feel bad for the sharks. Wow. I was just going to ask you if you've ever seen Jaws, but we actually saw Jaws together. We did, yeah. That was actually the first movie we saw together. Was it? It was. Oh, yep. wow. Yep. And I remember you told me that Robin Williams story. Mm. And yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, um, so yeah, that looks good. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, let's talk about this real quick. We were trying to make plans with your sister to see The, the Spy, Spy Who, Who Dumped, Dumped Me. me. And Which she, looks really good. Yeah, she, yeah she, she's not going to be able to go tomorrow. She bailed on so it. I think, so but yeah, I would still like you, to see it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go the four showing? Yeah. You want to get tickets now while we're on the podcast? No. Oh. You need to calm down. I just I thought it would be a fun peek behind the curtain for the listeners. <sighs> I'll but click on it. Okay. I mean, just I I don't know. I you're tomorrow. you're trying to no, sabotage tomorrow the twelfth. Everything. We'll hang out on my end of town. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a four fifteen. 415. For premium uh, zone. Yes. Smaller theater. Interesting. G6 well, it's, and it's, G5. it's been out for like a week. It has. That's true. So maybe that's it. G6 and G5? Um, yeah, I'll get G6. I kind of want G6. Don't do this again. I did, okay, because, and this is something that I didn't... Why don't we get G6 and G7? Or closer to the middle. Okay, sure. I'll get G7 is then. Is that okay? Yes. All right. Okay. I like to sit toward the middle. It, so do I. You got G6? Yeah. Okay. So you're getting G7. Because I didn't realize this until I had Mike on the podcast a few weeks ago. He talked about how he does movie night with his friend mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jake. And he's very particular about like sitting at a specific – like on a specific side from, from the person he's seeing the movie with. And I didn't realize this, but like pretty much every single time – I always I, sit on the right. Yeah. And so the couple, the last couple times where I've kind of panicked thinking like, oh no, no, I want this one. It's because I accidentally said the one that's on your right. Hmm. So I don't think, I don't care too yeah. much. I do. Do you? No. Oh. Payment is going through. Uh, mine is confirmed. Which I'm surprised you haven't, uh, there we go. sprung for A list yet. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't put much thought into it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, we'll be at... Yeah, the spy... So we're going to see the spy dummy tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm excited. It looks really funny. It does. I've heard some kind of mixed things about it. The writer of it, writer and I think director too, she made a movie called, I think, Life Partners that I watched on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, it was really, it was really good. Yeah. Um, It's about two, like, best friends who... One goes into, uh, gets into a relationship. Susanna Fogel is the, is the uh, filmmaker's name. But yeah, it was Life Partners. Um, it's on Hulu. It's Sasha and Paige's codependent friendship is tested as Paige gets serious with a guy for the first time. 
and just I was really really impressed with it. Um, but yeah, it's on Hulu. Check it out if you have it. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. We're gonna see that tomorrow. Um, the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, that looks pretty interesting. I don't know anything about it. Um, um, I actually I saw like. I, I was watching something on YouTube or something, and I, mm-hmm. I saw an ad for it. I actually thought sure. it was a TV series. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm just now finding out now that it's a movie, mm-hmm. um, but it looks interesting. Nice. Um, I would like to see that. Yeah. The Little Stranger? Which yeah, we, we saw, saw a trailer, trailer for Yeah, today. we've seen like two trailers for it. Yeah. That looks so compelling to it me. Does, it does, really and I told you this before, like, uh, I've seen it a couple times now, and I don't know what the fuck's going on in it, so. Yeah. But whatever it is looks good. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I'm which, yeah, we, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, I actually already have a ticket for that, but if you want to see it with me. Oh my me, god, Cowboy Bebop the movie? They're going to be showing Cowboy Bebop the movie? I it's anime, so you don't so. care. Yeah. I love Cowboy Bebop. It, now, it's it's one of the best animes. Is it? Fight okay. me on this. I've, I've it, heard. It is one of the best animes that's ever been made. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I'm just not, And uh, uh, you know. I think I own the Cowboy Bebop movie, actually. Wow. It's really um, good. Searching with John Cho. Oh, looking yeah. Looking for his daughter. Yeah. That looks really good. That does look good. Um... <laughs> We've seen the trailer for this a couple times, but Axel. Um, I'm not interested in seeing no. that. Why would you bring it up? I just just to get your read on it. I really don't want to see that because here's the thing: since I got a list now, since we see movies all the time, y- you're seeing like all the reject movies. I, yes, and then also I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh wait, did Kirsten say she wanted to see this? Because I don't want to no. see a movie. I don't want to. Sorry to bother you. Hmm. Uh, Which you again. saw. Without me, and I then did. you had to go see it again because I wanted to see it. Exactly. Um, let's see. Do you have any interest in seeing The Predator? No. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll see that by myself then. Uh, have you seen the trailer for um, A Simple Favor? Or a simple favor? Mm, I don't think so. It's uh, directed by Paul Feig, who did Bridesmaids and a bunch of other comedies. Hmm. But it's about uh, Stephanie, a mommy vlogger who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily's sudden disappearance from their small town. I don't think I've heard about this. It, the trailer looks really interesting, mm. and I'm very interested in it because it's like it's a straight-up suspense movie, but it's directed by Paul Feig, which is so weird because like, it's, it's funny to me because I'm excited to see a suspenseful, dramatic movie made by Paul Feig who is a guy who I read his memoir of being memoir? like... Memoir? Did I mispronounce that? Yeah. Mem- memoir. Memoir. Mem- memoir. Memoir. Are you serious? Yeah. Memoir. Memoir? Memoir. Which is the right way? <laughs> memoir. A book Mem- he wrote. <laughs> memoir. Memoir. Yeah. Memoir. Okay. Yes. Have I ever told you the uh, aesthetic story? No, I'm guessing you didn't know how to pronounce aesthetic. Yep. Uh, for the first, I want to say, probably 25 to 30 episodes of the podcast, anytime that word came up, I said aesthetic. And no one corrected you? No one corrected me wow, until like I did it immediately. Oh, yeah, right? Memoir. 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 Anyway. I, I, well, no, we all have we all have like gaps like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. remember being a child, and it was in a uh, a Goosebumps book. Uh huh. Why did you guess? Because I, just I was remember, a child. I just 
I just remembered something that re- John and Jasmine told me that I'm going to call you. Okay. Go ahead. I, I remember yeah. reading the word annihilation. Oh, interesting. And I had never connected seeing the word mm-hmm. and hearing it out loud. Okay. I thought it was annihilation because that's what it looks that's like. That's adorable. But like I, I, it was in a Goosebumps book. Mm-hmm. And it was over and over, like the word was used repeatedly in like okay. this one chapter or something. And I, I thought it was annihilation. And I looked it up because I was like, what is this word? I don't know what it's. Mm-hmm. I was a nerd. I like to w- look up words that I didn't nerd. recognize. Um, and I looked it up and it, I was like, oh, that's annihilation. Oh. So. Yeah. Have you, were you a big into Goosebumps? I really enjoyed the pick your own adventures, the, the oh, okay. choose your own adventures sure. ones. Okay. I think we've talked about. I, I mean, I, I've read a lot. I, I read a lot of Goosebumps books when I was mm-hmm. a kid, but the the ones that I really remember are the Choose Your Own Adventure ones. Right. I okay. really liked those. I remember telling you that I won like third place or something in the writing contest. Yeah, not, sure. Not to brag, but we were supposed to swap stories because you wrote a story. Oh yeah, the magic necklace. The magical necklace. The magical necklace. It was, I was in fifth grade. Yes, and it was part of the uh, the young authors. Mm-hmm program or young authors competition or something sure and uh my book ended up being chosen uh, mm-hmm. and it was like published and well, stuff well, look at you yeah you remind me next time i'm gonna come over yes. remind me and i will grab it yes please because i will do that i just never i've never remembered but it, like if for and months now i've been telling you that i will show you this book and it, yes. i did full illustrations and everything and <gasps> nice um yeah anyway i was proud of it when i was 10 yeah <laughs> Well, I was proud of my, my story. It was called Something, something Evil, Something Cruel. Mm. Um, yeah. Had a, had a twist ending, just so you know. Anyway. Um, really, my story is just Mulan, but set um, with a frame of Native Americans. <laughs> okay. So that's what it was. But in my defense, I don't remember having seen Mulan okay. before. I mean, I'm sure I had because I didn't you come up with this. You invented Mulan. I didn't come up with this idea <laughs> out of nowhere, but in my childhood mind, like, I came up with this idea. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, anyway, anyway. Yeah, oh, uh, one, one movie that I didn't see on the AMC, mm. like, coming soon list is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. I don't um, think that, I think that's it's like It's not coming out until, like, like November, November, but I really, yeah. I really want to see that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, there's also the movie Juliet Naked. Ooh. Um, which is about Juliet being naked? No. I oh, it's so. not. No. Oh, um, the title is misleading. Though. It is. Yeah. Oh, I've written so many letters. Believe me. Um, in the new comedy Juliet Naked, Duncan, played by Chris O'Dowd, is an obsessive fan of cult rock musician Tucker Crow, played by Ethan Hawke. Chris O'Dowd. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From it Crow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love him. Much to the oh, chagrin of his longtime girlfriend, Annie, played by Rose Byrne. Uh, one night after Annie unleashes an online tirade about the annoyances of rock fandom, Tucker himself in- unexpectedly enters their lives, bringing along his highly complicated personal life. Um, I saw a trailer for it recently, and it looks, it looks really good. Mm. Um, and that's called Juliet yeah. Naked. I love the IT crowd. Me too. It's such a yeah. good show. Oh, yeah. Um, Damn these electric sex pants. <laughs> I need to watch it that's again. A, that's a bit from the show. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think it's time to wrap yeah, this puppy up. Yeah, I think it's up. time to kick you out of my apartment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, once again, where can people find you on the internet? We didn't talk about it. We didn't Ooh, say it at the top. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at burger underscore lurker. I remembered the underscore this time. Nice. Are you impressed? Uh, no. Good. Because yeah. it's not impressive. Okay. 
I was gonna I was going to be polite and say yes. So don't bother. Okay, good. Um, good. And then again, check out Kirsten at uh, Indie Fringe Festival. Yeah, um, if, if you if you go to indiefringe.org, mm-hmm. you can pull up the festival schedule. I'll, yes. I'll be I'll be uh, in a show called The Pope Walks Into a Bar. Father Ned. We open uh, this Friday. Yep. Nice. And I will be there Sunday, the 19th at 7.30. So um going to give you the obsessive viewer bump. All two of you listening, go see her show Sunday. The <laughs> and 19th. one of them is me. Right. <laughs> and the other one is you. <laughs> Thanks for bumping me, Matt. You are welcome. I appreciate it. Has a woman ever said that to you before? <laughs> no comments. But I am glad that I have it she recorded. She said no. <laughs> Okay. Teens is getting distressed. We should. <laughs> she is. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Shall we talk spoilers? We we shall. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to cut this because I'll probably. Okay. I am. We are going to have a spoiler discussion about eighth grade. said one more week of eighth grade right yeah that's crazy so yeah the the car scene yeah now i okay um i was once a teenage girl who had Mm -hmm. to put up with um guys and unwanted advances Mm -hmm. i think i told you about when it was when i was in middle school Mm -hmm. i would have been in eighth grade um there was this kid uh who would not Leave me yes. alone. Yeah. He did like all are, kinds of weird stuff. Are you okay with sharing this? Oh, yeah. Podcast? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, but he would like draw like naked pictures of me Jesus. and tell all of his friends in art class, like, yeah, she let me see her naked. And that's how I know to draw her naked. And it's like, that's Good ridiculous. God. But I was um, staying after school one day and he stayed after to, uh, mm. I don't know, what do you, you know, to try and talk to me or whatever. Right. But I didn't want to talk to him. Um, and so I went into the women's restroom and he mm-hmm. followed me in there and I was terrified because I didn't, I didn't know what, to, you know, right. right. That was like my last ditch effort yeah. to get away from him. I didn't know. Was what he to in do. the same grade as you or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We were in the same grade, but luckily there was a, there was a girl in one of the stalls and she came out and he was like, he wouldn't let me leave. He was like harassing me and Jesus. she punched him in the face and he ran nice. off and I ended up, I mean, we had to get a restraining order against mm-hmm. him and it, it was, it was pretty uh, awful. Yeah. And he ended up. Uh, transferring to a different school mm-hmm. um you know wow. and well but that's like the worst you know yeah situation that i've had but there have been plenty of other times where you know i mean as growing up as a woman mm-hmm. like i mean i remember being 14 and walking home from the bus stop and grown men stopping and mm-hmm. trying to pick me up yeah you know and and that was a very similar situation right. she was she was an eighth grade student mm-hmm. and this was a kid in high school i mean old enough to drive yeah. so 16 oh, yeah. 17 and well, just, they were seniors. They were they seniors. Were so he, seniors, he was yeah. he was either seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Um, oh God, that makes it. And and we none both, of it makes it okay. But we both knew so what was happening. The sec like the second that yeah. scene started, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the one Olivia. Yeah. Is 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 who like, was such a hero in the movie? She, she, uh, she was a champion. Yes. But I just I didn't want her to leave Kayla alone. Yeah. That was the one thing, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to. She was like, well, right. wh- well, why don't we go drop off Kayla and, and then we can swing back? And he's like, but you're right here. And Kayla, so sweet and innocent, is mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fine, you know. Yeah. And then she's sitting in the back, and the dude pulls over, and yeah. it's it's just it it was we knew what we, I, the, the two of us we we knew yeah. we were vocalizing. Oh yeah. 
Like, because well, we knew what was happening. We were harmonizing our cringe. It was horrible. Um, yeah, it, it was felt so bad for her. Uh, it was, and it's so. It uh, it felt so real too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been in that position. I've I. I I've never been in that position or anything either I, side of it. I would really. wager to say that every woman has been mm-hmm. in that position. I I wouldn't I wouldn't No matter, you know, what your demographic is. Yeah. I wouldn't dispute that. I'm I'm sure that that's the case. But just oh, it it just felt so cuz by that time we've already we're already accustomed to uh Kayla's personality, her yeah. experience and yeah. everything. And so this kind of comes I I didn't expect anything like that to be in the movie like at all. I just expected it to be I I just didn't expect anything that deep and I yeah. I respect the hell out of Bo Burnham for putting that in the yeah. movie because it's just it's it was needed really. Yeah. But I just felt so the way that the movie communicates just the lack of uh, knowing what to do y- yes. in that. Like, yeah, yeah. And like we, we had a conversation about it uh, on the way back from the theater that it's it, – and you'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about it more, but like it's at an age where you know, you're taught to be polite to people. Yeah. And like she's at an age where she doesn't – she recognizes that it's wrong yeah. for him to try to coerce her into, into you know... But what is she going to do? Yeah. He's the cool older guy. Mm-hmm. He's best friends with Olivia, mm-hmm. who she looks up to so much. Yep. Um, but yeah, as... as I, f- I feel like especially as young girls, mm-hmm. we are taught to be nice and polite mm-hmm. all the time and kind of deferential yeah. to men. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just... Uh, not so much in today's day and age, but... Right. Um, that's just one of those things. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the way that she, I mean, when she finally like yells at him, no, yeah. pushes him away, she immediately says, sorry, ha, sorry. Yeah. And that's just like so mm. painfully relatable. Yeah. Um, I, did, I, I remember a- apologizing to guys for turning them down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and God, the way he reacted, he's like, oh, you're, you're going to hook up oh with some God. guy and yeah. you're not going to know what to do. And I was just trying to help you out. Like, yeah. That's that's a thing that guys do. Oh, yeah. Like like the way I think what he actually like his 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 full statement is mm-hmm. um what like in addition to all that is that now your first time is going to be with some asshole. Mm. And it's like when it's so. It's so fucked up and yeah. so manipulative. Yeah. Yes. But it is such. It's presented in such a way that like the the actor playing playing what was his name again? I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. But um, the actor playing him, the way that he delivers it is it's such a an authentic way because it it is manipulative. He is a predator. It is predatory behavior. Yeah. But he, but he truly believes. He it. truly believes it. Yeah, he truly believes that he's okay. Yeah, and that that idea is seeded to us earlier when they're at the when they're in their in the yeah. food court and they're talking about how like they're uh, the, the, uh, the, um, one of the characters uh, on like Twitter or something an, mm-hmm. uh, or an Instagram. A guy yeah. was asking for pictures of her feet. Oh yeah, and she's saying like how creepy that is, and right. the two guys are like, "What are you talking? Like it's flattering. It's flattering. Yeah, he, he's just being nice, mm-hmm. and it's like he's asking for pictures of her feet. Right? No, 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 no. He's sending her pictures of her feet oh, that's, that he yeah, cropped that's, out. That, it's even yeah. worse. It's even yeah. worse. Oh yeah. Yeah, he took picture like full body pictures that she has posted right. and just cropped out her feet mm-hmm. and sent the pictures of her feet yeah. to her. 
Oh yeah. And she's like, it's creepy and it's weird. And they're like, he's just being polite. Yeah. It's like, it's clear. It's clear that these kids have never like been taught like what respect is. Right. And exactly. And the proper way to communicate with women. Exactly. And it's just, it's, oh God damn it. And that's just the entitlement. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that scene is, is, is painful, but necessary. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just really, really powerful. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. And then, and then, yeah. And then when he drops her off, she's like, Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. And she's, I know you were just trying to help me out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I just felt so bad for her. Mm -hmm. Just, I know that Kayla in this world in, in six or seven years is going to look back on this moment and think, why did I ever feel like I had to apologize for that? Yeah. You know? And I just, I just, I, that that'll be you know that's I know it's a fictional character but right. I'm looking forward to the moment when but Kayla so realizes real. that that she doesn't have to be sorry yeah for saying no to a guy absolutely um because yeah. we're taught to it's ridiculous right. but but yeah. we are but we are we are taught that men don't be... men don't get no they don't have to take right. no for an answer yeah you know that's how you get Brock Turner's. Mm-hmm. God in the it. world and thank god he lost his appeal right and he'll yeah. continue to have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life <laughs> oh amen <God. laughs> yep um, um yeah uh uh yeah yes yeah. so, okay so eighth grade so eighth grade, I, yeah. I also really liked at the end of the movie mm-hmm. she filmed another that was so, video for herself the whole thing about her doing the time capsule yeah. for her for for high school mm-hmm. um it starts out very pessimistic yeah the first time she's looking at the time capsule None of it is um she, she she doesn't look at it as a positive thing right. because she's had such a negative experience. Exactly. Um in middle school. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any friends. Right. Um and that's why she's so overjoyed mm-hmm. to hang out with and impress Olivia and her friends. Right. Oh yeah. Um, um. But that that's why I I was so happy that she made another mm-hmm. time capsule video for herself for the end of high school. Yeah. Cuz it just shows that you know, after everything she has been through, she's mm-hmm. not giving up. Yeah, and she does it on her own. Like, the, the, yeah. her and her dad are, are burying it and everything. It's just, it just feels like she's finally comfortable with herself. Yeah. At least or to getting there. Getting there, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, like, I, I started to tear up quite a bit when, like, you see, like, the montage of her, of her doing that and then yeah. it playing and everything. And you see that in, in it, uh, she has a picture of her dad, yeah, and that's ah, oh, it's so that w- that was so beautiful. I felt so bad for her dad in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie because yeah. he was trying so hard to connect. He with was, her, and she just was being very typical teenager mm-hmm. and not wanting anything to do with her dad. And they finally yeah. have that great scene, oh yeah, where she she decides she wants to burn the mm-hmm. time capsule, her her box with all the stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's a really funny scene because she's like, "We help me burn something," and he's like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was it was that that's a really touching scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um were you ever the um that type of teenager that just, you know, ignored her parents and stuff? No. Okay. I never really went through a phase like that. Okay. I never had like a rebellious phase okay. or like an angsty teenage phase. Mm-hmm. I've always had a really good relationship with my parents. Yeah. Been I've always been very close with them. Mm-hmm. But I never like I never did like the whole teenage thing, like sneaking okay. out and drinking underage. Like sure. I, I never I never did stuff. That's like that. right. Yeah. You gave me shit because I told you that I drank in high school. Tisk tisk, Matthew. Yes. yes. Um, um 
kill those yeah. brain cells early. Well, there uh, wasn't a lot there yeah. to begin with. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I, I never, uh, I never went through that phase. Okay. Good. I mean, I would like get mad at my parents, you know, but, right. but I never, it, it, you know, not, it wouldn't, I, we've always had a good relationship. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, I won't answer the question. <laughs> You, myself d- does your mom listen to the podcast no she doesn't but I, she doesn't know what podcasts are to be honest hey sandy but, are, are you out there are you, are you listening right now oh you remembered her name because that's my boss's name too because we had that uh, yeah. conversation i was like what right. if your mom was my boss and that's right yeah but she's not so. oh well yeah hi robin see i can do it too that's my mom yeah anyway um, but no, I was, I was a, I was an asshole as a teenager. Were you? I was, I Why? was. Why? What's the point of that? It's just, I don't know. I really don't know. And like, I cringe so hard Yeah. when I think about it because like, I was the, like I, uh, if I went somewhere with my mom or something, like I would have, uh, headphones on and listen to music. Oh, what? Like I was, Come a, on. I was in, I, and I regret that. I regret yeah. it so much. And I'm so glad that I have a good relationship with my mom and I had a good re- relationship with my dad before he passed away. Um, but like, God, I just, I, I went through that and it's yeah. like, like that, those scenes with her and her dad were just like, they, they got to me. The scene where she is, um, at the mall with yeah. Olivia and her friends and mm-hmm. she finds out that her dad is there and he's yeah. like keeping an eye on her. Right. And then she, she storms off and, um, mm-hmm. he's trying to apologize. I just felt so bad. Yeah. Cause I know that he wasn't doing it to like mm-hmm. be weird or be creepy. Right. He just like, I really honestly feel like he was so proud that his mm-hmm. daughter finally like had friends. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't read it that and way. That's wanted, wanted to make sure that she was okay, but also I, yeah. I I do think a lot of it was just that he was just so happy, mm-hmm. you wow. know, um, that she finally had made a friend. Right. I That's I mean I, I I get the impression that, that was the first time she had been invited out. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because it was kind of a big deal was made of right when when she was when she went to her dad and was like. Can I go to the mall with some friends? Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed really shocked. Right. Um, it was. It was just. I just felt so bad for him. Yeah, me too. And I love the writing of that character. And I, I yeah. Josh Hamilton was amazing. In he it, was. But it's it's incredible because it's. I mean, he's such a great dad in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't get angry with her. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't lash lash out at her for mm-hmm. being distant and everything. Yeah. It's like he tries so hard throughout the whole movie and like And they and they, they they you know have their reconciliation at the yeah. end. Oh, they yeah. do. Um but yeah, it was watching it it was very it was mm-hmm. very heartbreaking to right. see him try so hard mm-hmm. repeatedly to reach his daughter and Yeah. Yeah. And he get and he still like gives her uh, does he give her money for Yeah. Something yeah. Yeah, when when after you know he he know oh I I you know I I know I embarrassed you dads are mm-hmm. weird sometimes they do weird dad stuff and it, he he was like well here's some money um you know make sure and get get yourself something because she was out at the mall right he it was like forty bucks or something that yeah. he tried to hand to her and she wouldn't even take it and he's like I'm just gonna leave it right here and he put yeah. it on the on the on the bench of the seat right next to her God. and then left and. I just, I felt so bad for him. Me too. Because he was really trying very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Just in the way that she was trying very, very hard. Right. Oh, To be totally. accepted by her peers. Oh, absolutely. He just was trying very hard to be accepted by his daughter. Exactly. God. It was uh, just really good. Such a good movie. Yeah. And 
the whole use of YouTube and everything. Like it just, I, I loved how that correlated to her story yeah. and how, um, it's just, I, I don't Cause it is her creative output. It is her, it is, she's trying to do something creative yeah. and it's like, that's when she's herself to an extent. Cause she does kind of, present herself in a different way it's like it's like her presenting who she wants to be yeah to the world yeah Yeah. and like that resonated with me so much just because like uh and in high school i had a live journal um it's gone now it's gone it's scrubbed from the internet so don't go looking for it I think I actually maybe mentioned this on the podcast, like in the very, very early days, but I had like a live journal and like, that was my creative output. That was like, well, like I was, I would recount my day and everything. Oh God. Yeah. It was bad. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I had a Zanga account. Wow. Um, where I like, no one gives a shit about your day. Right. Oh yeah. You know, when you're mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old. Yep. No one cares. No one. W- what audience did I think I was reaching? How did you, you how know? did you write your post? Was it like, did you like write? Like about your day, or was it like anything like quizzes and stuff, or uh, mostly about my day, but but okay. so I I did some other stuff too. Okay, but uh, mostly it was like like a public journal. Okay, see that's that's how and my life just, journal was. Ugh, 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 yep, yep. You know? It uh, it, you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. Uh, I I wrote a lot of words every post. About my day and and stuff and like I would and who cares no one no, no one, one cared and it was I will give you this one tidbit that makes me cringe yeah so bad because I think that I think the idea was that I was I was chronicling my my life throughout high school as like, for posterity like the idea of like oh maybe someday I'll have kids or something oh god and they'll read it and they'll they wouldn't like, care they wouldn't care they wouldn't care they wouldn't um but then. Um, so I was in high school from 2001 to 2005. Um, I wrote a post on September 11th and the first sentence of it was, so today's been a really weird day for me (laughs) because I was that, I don't know, neurotic and self-centered. So yeah. For the listeners, Kirsten is giving me a very disgusted look. That would be because I am disgusted. Yes. Yeah, so. it's just, just, yeah. Uh, it's yep. just, uh. That was a uh, 15-year-old Matt. Um, yeah. To be fair, though, 9-11... Was it a really weird day for you? <laughs> 9-11 was a really weird day for me. <laughs> I was on the, uh, I was the, the manager of the football team. I didn't play. Oh, shit. Yeah. What? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So you were the water boy. Well, no, I was the cone boy. That's and I also worse. gave water. Well, I was going to play football, but then I got uh when I went to get a physical, I had a heart murmur mm. that I asked the doctor like, "So does that mean I can't play football?" And then he said, uh, "No, you can still play." You and you're still, like, "But you I but I shouldn't." <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> okay, cadet bones first. So anyway, wait, what? <laughs> Cadet, Cadet Bone Spurs. Oh, Cadet Bone Spurs. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lovely. Our president. <laughs> comparing you yeah. to. Well, yeah. Um, very stable genius. But anyway, um, so it was a weird day for me because oh, the west side of Indianapolis is near the airport. And like I would daydream when I when the, 
the team was practicing and stuff. And like, I thought it was weird. Like, oh, there are no planes anywhere in the sky. So that was that was it. What time was football practice? It was like four thirty or like right after school because they they shut down like they grounded all flights for the whole day. Um. Yeah, I know, but yeah. like you're like, did you know that nine eleven had happened? Oh yeah, okay, no, yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, it's yeah. weird no, no, no. that there are no flies. <laughs> I'm like, it was like in the morning. It just felt weird since, I, like, I noticed that there were no planes. Oh, okay. Like, I never noticed, like, oh, there are planes flying overhead. Huh. But, like that day, but I was the like, absence of them was yeah. was noticeable. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I was in fifth grade. Wow. Um, How? What was your? Tell me about your nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> what an odd episode this has become. I know. Yeah, I was in uh, Mrs. Steele's English class, and and the way it was set up was we had half of the class was before lunch, and then lunch, and then the the second half of the class was after. Okay. So, um, I remember coming into it was like fourth period or something, mm-hmm. um, and she had the TV on, and she never like had the TV on. It was the mm-hmm. news, and it was. 9-11 and they were right. replaying it over and over again and the whole day we like we didn't have class like we went from mm. room to room but we just went from room to room to watch the news right. like they didn't we didn't right. have like actual class that day mm-hmm. um interesting yeah huh. i remember i was in oh i can't remember the teacher's name but um it, we were having standardized tests we were having like the uh whatever the uh, i step, I step test, yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, we were all taking the test, and then like we heard the teacher. I can't remember her name, but she she was like an English teacher. But she turned on the radio and was like listening to it at a low volume. And she was like, she interrupted the test and everything. It was like, hey, you know, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. And like in my head, I didn't know what the World Trade Center was. So I in my head, I pictured Grand Central Station. Hmm. So I was like, how does how is that? Um, and then, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, oh, it's, like, a small plane or something. And then they ended up turning on the news, and yeah. that's when I saw – I think that's when I saw the second plane hit. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, it was it was a weird day for me. Um, <laughs> so, so I've learned from your live journal. Yeah, yes. Oh, God. So today was a weird day. Anyway. Like, you have uh, any personal connection whatsoever. <laughs> right. To this terrorist attack. Well, I think that that, te- that that says a lot about the headspace of a 15-year-old boy in yeah, high school. Yeah, that everything has to relate back to you. Exactly, exactly. And revolve around um, the sphere of your world. Exactly. Well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah. So, eighth grade, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. yeah. Also, 9-11 happened, and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why? This is a weird episode. Why do I invite you back on the podcast? The ratings. <laughs> oh god. Um yeah. So anyway, what other weird traumatizing incidents from our childhood <laughs> do we want to talk about? Uh uh okay. Well, not uh, from yeah. childhood but meeting you. Well. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, I think that'll so, yeah. probably wrap up our conversation on 8th grade on and also grade? 9/11. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think uh I think we've talked about we can 9/11. wrap up 9/11 now. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, it's almost 11. We should start wrapping this up yeah, early. So um spoiler review? Yeah, spoiler review. I don't review. think we'll have much to say. We but. really won't. Um so we're going to go into spoilers again this, this will be after the Who am I speaking with? This is David Duke, Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish. 
Italians and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. So I want to talk to you about the uh, um, the footage at the end. That was Charlotte. Uh, yeah, Charlottesville. 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 Yeah. yeah. It was a year ago, almost mm-hmm. a year ago today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. August 11th. That was when the the what was that? Unite the right. Something rally? like that. Yeah. Um. The where white yeah. supremacists. Yeah. Were marching in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um. But there were good people on both sides, Kirsten. And there was footage of Trump saying that. Yeah. Um, Just and uh, the the day after the the counter protesters who were run over by the car, Mm -hmm. and there was a a tribute to Heather Heyer who Mm -hmm. was killed. Um, And uh, at the end, they showed the flipped flag. Yeah, the uh, upside down flag, and then it gradually just transitioned into black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was incredibly profound. Powerful statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, of course, the symbol of the upside-down American flag is that, you know, the country is in is in uh, um, disarray or... or in, uh, in, um, in, there, there, uh, there's, there's a word. Distress. Distress, yeah. 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 And... Um, uh, yeah. I also want to talk about mm-hmm. the scene uh, at the end where uh, when he leaves the party... Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he follows Connie to Patrice's house and he tackles Connie to the ground. Connie yeah. starts yelling about, yes. he, he's, he's trying to rape me. He's mm-hmm. trying to attack me. And then two, two uniformed police officers show up. Mm-hmm. And of course we as the audience know that Ron right. is a detective and he's a plainclothes detective, mm-hmm. um, undercover. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. And he's yelling, they're, they're handcuffing him and he's mm-hmm. yelling, I'm a cop. And, and one and they of, don't w- listen. one of the guys, has him in handcuffs and the other mm. guy is yelling, show us your badge. Yeah. How is he supposed to do that? You right. know? Yeah. Um, and they, they beat him with their nightsticks and they're, mm-hmm. they're kicking him when he's on the ground and he's yelling the whole time. And, you know, he, he, he's there because he knows that Connie has planted a bomb somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah. And Patrice is in very serious danger. Mm. And he's yelling, I'm a cop. I have my badge. I'm a cop. And, and they just, they don't listen until his white right. partner shows up. And I felt like that was that very specific. Mm hmm scene what was was in there for a reason yeah oh absolutely yeah and it's so and and they even say when when he shows up they say the black guy's a cop yeah like yeah. like it should be that shocking to you when right. he's been yelling that at you it's just oh god damn it yeah and that was it's just infuriating because that is that is how yeah. you know that black men are treated yeah in america exactly yeah and it's it's fucking despicable yeah um yeah, yeah, I loved I loved the one scene uh, toward the end where they finally get that racist cop. That was so great. Yeah, I really thought that I, I really thought that he was just going to beat the shit out of him, and that would be the end. I'm of it. glad they did it that way. Me too. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, they busted him. Yeah, got him fired. And I think part of my thought of like being like, oh, I think he's going to like finally beat the shit out of him or something, is that I just really wanted him to see yeah. the shit beat out of him. <laughs> But this this was this was the way so to do it. So much sweeter. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Um yeah, so great. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I mean, you don't you don't track your movies or anything like that. Uh, no, I don't. Fine. Yeah. I just go see movies and I enjoy them. That's that's fine. I was going to yeah. ask like, "Oh, would this be like one of your favorite movies of the year?" But I guess, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Would it? I don't know. I enjoyed it, but yeah. I, I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
Thanks for bumping me, Matt. You are welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Has a woman ever said that to you before? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> but I am glad that I have it. He said no. <laughs> Okay. Pizza's getting distressed. We should. <laughs> she is. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Right. <clears throat> also, no. <laughs> no. Not funny. Not funny. I, d- I said that to someone, and <laughs> they didn't get the reference, so I just looked like a <clears throat> weird jackass. <laughs> So pretty normal day then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. So 10 seconds of silence. Oh, I need to look up and make sure that there's no movies we're forgetting. Um, no! no! Not funny. funny! Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.